You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello, and welcome to episode number 19 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Today's question actually comes from multiple listeners. I've had more than one listener ask me this question, and actually they've asked me multiple questions, which I'm kind of going to combine all into one podcast, and that is really dealing with copyrights, specifically dealing with two instances, and that is one, somebody somebody asked me, could I take photos of kids in my church and then post them on Facebook or Instagram? Is that legal? Can I do that? Do I need permission? How's that work? And the other one, other question was, can I download a video from a site like YouTube or Vimeo and then upload it to our Facebook page? So before I dive into answering today's question, let me first give a disclaimer for today's episode. Uh, The information in this episode does not constitute legal advice. The listener is advised to check for changes to current law and to consult with a qualified attorney on any legal issue. So, you know, that's a disclaimer that, hey, you need to go talk to a lawyer if you want like real legal advice about this. But I'm going to tell you um, how we handle it and you can take it from there. So when it comes to photos, I'm going to kind of break them down to two different plate, two different things. You have um, people and places. So when we talk about places and copyrights for taking photos, um, basically a good rule of thumb is if you can see it, you can take a photo of it. If it's a building, kind of it's a building, it's a structure. Um, you can do that. Not a problem. Take it and then take the photo and put it online. You can do that. Um, if you're taking the photo and you're selling it, that's a different ball game. Um, if you read the fine print, like say like iStock Photo or any of those places, you'll find um, certain places you can't take photos of, you can't sell uh, for various reasons. So obviously you're not probably looking to sell your photos, but you at least want to be able to put them online for your church to see. So if you're taking photos of public places, you're pretty, you should be pretty much in the clear unless the place is explicit about you not taking photos. And usually those places will have signs on the outside. Uh, I, for example, the Sistine Chapel. Uh, I spent some time in Italy a while back and was in, walking in the Sistine Chapel and they were very explicit about me not taking photos while I was in there. So make sure that if you're places that say you can't take photos, then don't take photos. When you're dealing with people, you don't need permission to take somebody's photo if they are in a place that is presumed to be a public place, uh, that they're just in view of the public, okay? And there's no expectation of privacy on their part. So, you know, like your church foyer, um, you know, your worship center, uh, those are places that are pretty much public places and people know they're going to be walking through in, in and out. And if you take photos of just a general audience, you're good to go. If you're taking photos of individuals and individual people, I would tell you you're probably wise to get a photo release um, or you're wise, at least if nothing, if nothing else, just ask for permission, especially if they're like a public event and you want to say, hey, can you guys get together, take a photo? Um, you know, you don't really ask for that when you're like at a wedding. Somebody, the photographer comes around, takes a photo of you and maybe the bride because it's just kind of understood what it's going to be used for. Uh, I think you just need to be, you need to be clear about what you understand um, 
or people understand how the photos are going to be taken and used. Um, so I, I just would proceed with caution in terms of taking pictures of individuals and putting them online uh, in terms of like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Typically, it really doesn't hurt just to ask, say, hey, listen, hey, you know, if you're taking a photo of a volunteer and say, listen, hey, I'm going to talk to other people about being a volunteer and I want to use your photo. Is that okay? And most volunteers, nine times out of ten, be like, yeah, I use my photo. We do it all the time. And we just say, hey, we're going to put it on Instagram. You cool with that? Most people say yes. Very rarely do I have anybody tell me no. Now, kids is a different ball game because they're minors and they obviously cannot, they cannot legally, you know, release their image to you to use. So if you're thinking, hey, I want to get through my children's area, just take some photos of kids for our Instagram account. I would caution you against doing that. Uh, I would first say that you need to get a photo release form. So when we do our vacation Bible school event, what we do is we have a permission form, like you'd have any permission slip if you will, before you go to an event. And on there is a photo release as well. So we kind of kill in two birds with one stone that, hey, you're, you're giving us permission to release the photos online via Facebook, Instagram, however we choose to use them or promotional materials. Um, but you, you know we're going to be you know using those photos. At the same time, you have a general permission slip as well. So we try to make sure in instances like that where we know there's going to be a lot of kids, it's going to be a great promotional tool, we want to make sure we get those photos um uh, get those photos signed off on. So that's kind of a big deal. You need to make sure that when it comes to minors, you're getting permission to use their photos. And that includes your students. Students are minors as well. So people in your student ministry, you need to make sure you've got a photo permission slip to be able to get a kid's photo. Um, they may say, yeah, you can take my photo. And they themselves may take their photo and they may publish it online. But again, you want to be held to a different standard and you want to make sure that um, you are giving a, the parents the chance to sign off on using a child's photo. Uh, I will actually, in the show notes, I'll actually post on the blog post for it on, on this podcast. I will post a photo release form from the American Society of, I think, Professional Photographers has one. And I'll post a link to it that you can use and probably copy and modify for your own use. Now, video rights. Okay, I think the same thing applies to video rights. If you're going to have kids in videos, you need to have permission. Um, public places, same thing. Um, in terms of you're probably free if it's a public place, if it's just people walking around in a public space, um, there's no expectation of privacy, then I think you're in the clear. If you're interviewing people, you need to tell people what you're interviewing them for and what it's going to be used for. Uh, that's just common courtesy, and that's something just you need to make make sure it happens that somebody's, nobody's, nobody's surprised that something um Something was used in a way they weren't, they, what they didn't know was going to, how it was going to be used. Uh, same thing goes with the kids. You need to make sure you got a photo release form or a video release form in this case for kids as well. If you're going to have them on camera, that's just really good best practice or something that you want to continually follow. In terms of the question that was, uh, well, actually, let me say this first before I move on to the next thing. Uh, the other thing is, is one other thing you might want to consider doing, if you're going to do like you're filming a concert or something like that, it might be good just to post a couple of signs on the entrances that says tonight we're filming. Um, it just kind of gives you an additional added, like one more check to let people know, hey, tonight we're about to film what's What's going to be what's going to be happening in this room? Um, when I worked at Lifeway, we would do that. We would post signs out that said, "Hey, tonight we're filming this Bible study, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. So, just one of the things that one more thing that we did to just kind of cover ourselves a little bit. When it comes to downloading videos from YouTube and Vimeo, from everything I understand, that is illegal. <laughs> um, it is definitely illegal to download 
and probably definitely download, illegal to download them, to upload them to your Facebook, Facebook account, even though you might really think that you're doing it for the Lord and it's got really great spiritual, applicable purposes. You can't do that. Uh, so I highly, highly advise you not to do that. Um, I know it's really tempting. It's really easy. Um, but if you want to show the audience a YouTube clip, your best bet is actually to, to queue up the clip and watch it straight from like a full screen browser. That's kind of what we do currently right now um, because we don't download the clips unless we get them from the organization and permission, written permission that, hey, you can show this video, this clip, et cetera, et cetera. Now, when it comes to movie clips, um, you know, movie clips, you need to have what we call CC, I think it's CCLVI license. I think that's one of the licensing agencies and they handle movie clip license and they actually tell you even how you can use movie clips. Um, they're very specific on how you can use them. You're fading in, you're fading out, how you edit them, etc. So you'll want to check that out in detail, but you want to Google movie, uh, movie clip licensing uh, institutions. And I believe it's uh, CCLVI is one of the major ones that handles the major studios in terms of being able to use clips, especially inside, like say, like a sermon. Uh, keeping in mind with all of that, a lot, a lot of us will go into like places like Sermon Spice or, or Bluefish TV, and we will download clips to use in sermons, which are great. Um, but I'm fairly certain that gives you permission to download it and use it in the sermon. It doesn't give you permission to upload it to Facebook as well. So keep that in mind. Just because you bought it, quote unquote, you bought the rights to show it in a worship service. You didn't buy the rights to put it on Facebook. Okay, make sure you understand the difference between that two. And you also need to make sure you need to double check with whoever you bought it from, whether or not you have the right to put it inside of your sermon archive if you do like a video archive online. Um, that's something you're going to want to check out. Now, I know this all seems like really small minutia type of things. And you think, wow, I didn't know I had to go in through all of this for photos and video. But the reality of it is, is I think churches sometimes get some of the biggest offenders of this because honestly, we just haven't taken the time to do our due diligence and really research the topic and research it well. Uh, that's just something I think we need to do if we're going to be, you know, upholders of the law. And if this is something that we deem the right thing to do, it's something we should do. So I encourage you strongly to do some, spend some time doing some research, do your due diligence and put some proper best practices in place that will ensure church, your church stays within legal bounds. And also, uh, just, it's just, the, it's just the best way to witness is for us to obviously obey the law. One more thing I'll add, and I realize I didn't put this on my notes. And so I'm jumping around with a little bit on today's episode. So bear with me is photos that you want to use for Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you want to put text on top. And you kind of just, you found this really great image online. You know, you did a Google image search. Remember, just because you didn't like it's on Google Images or even on Flickr or any of those places, it doesn't necessarily mean you have the rights to use that photo in that way. Make sure you're using stock-free photography in which you have the rights to modify it, uh, put text on top of it, and republish it. And I've got a blog post. I've got actually two different blog posts giving you uh, almost, I think, total. It's like 64 different sites that you can search for for free stock photography that will let you kind of do those things with those photos. So, again, this is another area where you want to make sure you're just following the law and doing it right. And I will put those in the blog post as well. So, hopefully... I've answered your question or probably in this episode, I may have given you more questions and more things to do in order to make sure that your church stays current with the law in terms of photos and videos. If you've got a question for me, you can head over to askdaryl.com. That's A-S-K-D-A-R-E-L.com. You can DM me on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. Or you can use the hashtag AskDaryl. Don't forget, 
uh, this episode, this, uh, this podcast is now on iTunes. You can rate us there. We're also on Stitcher. So if you get an Android device, you can subscribe to us there. So there you go. Hope you have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to askdaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to askdaryl.com.